Hey everyone, I am the Chosen One Legend here, as always joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Kai, also known as Faskarai. And welcome back to the Bunch of Jokers podcast, where we are here again to talk more about the Xenoblade Chronicles 3, latest trailer that dropped out of nowhere. Now, we're just going to go straight, things, straight into things here. We've already done a video that's on all the story and characters. There's two, it's a two-parter, so there's two parts of it. If you haven't checked those out, you might want to go give those a look after this one or before this one, whenever you like, because we're going to go all in depth in the story stuff there. But here in this video, we are talking about the gameplay, because we got our first look at that. And Kai, mm-hmm. seeing as you've got the notes, man, you want to start us off? What, what are we looking at here? So um, the only semblance of gameplay we really saw in that very first trailer is the characters walking around, and that, that's all yeah. we got. Uh, so this is the very, in particular, the first place we've seen the battle system. And right. when we say gameplay, that's basically what we're talking about today. There isn't anything outside of the battle system no. that we're going to go into detail about. True, yeah. Um, but in terms of the gameplay, oh, we saw a lot. It's a whole new battle system uh, with a ton of different little details and mechanics for us to go into. Um, yes. Where do we even start with this? (laughs) (laughs) Good question. (laughs) Um, So I suppose in terms of like the core, you know, battle basics that that people are familiar with, you know, the the gameplay is the same in terms of it's real time, you know, battles take place out on the overworld. Um, You know, you've probably got things like auto attacks. You've got the UI looks similar. Um, So, you know, in terms of... It's not like, like I say, functionally the UI is changed of, at its core. Yeah, it seems very much to take after Xenoblade 2, mo- mm. mostly, which makes sense, since that's the most recent one. Yeah, the game's not suddenly gone, like, turn-based or, or yeah. anything crazy like that. It's it's what you'd expect there. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of little changes to go over, and uh, I suppose... Where do we start? I, I would like to start, I guess, on the UI would probably be the easiest place. Sort of ease us into it. Yeah. Because when we get onto the classes and, and the roles and whatnot, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, first of all, the, the biggest thing everyone saw first, six active party members at once, minimum. Yep. Um, That's new. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Noah, Mio, Uni, Tyon, Lanz, and Cena. Uh, I mean, they're all like the permanent party members. You can play as all of them, and you can have all of them out on the field attacking at the same time, which is insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we. Um, I think we pointed out in. Yeah, I think we pointed out in the last um, first trailer how we saw all our characters meeting early on, and we we revealed all our characters, which is different to like Xenoblade Two, where you sort of you don't know who's going to join your party all the time, and you're mm-hmm. kind of wondering why that is, but. Now it makes sense because this game's mechanics seems to be built around there being six party members out on the field at pretty much all times, probably outside of the tutorial area. But other than mm-hmm. that, it looks like it's going to be built around this system and that that's going to be a lot to keep track of. <laughs> it's actually nuts. It's such a game changer that we have six yeah. party members out. Um, you know, just like off the bat, how is that going to affect gameplay is the question. Because, I mean, having double the amount of party members is so much more potential on, like, combos and how much damage you're going to be racking up, how much damage the enemies need to be dealing back for it to be balanced. Yeah, um, I mean, a in lot. a sense, I suppose technically Torna did have 
six playable characters out at all time. In, yeah. But and you could, but it was still slightly different because the two pairs were very much tied to each other. They shared like the health bar and everything. But now you've got mm-hmm. six characters to keep alive, rather than three. It, so it does change yeah. things a lot. The difference is that there were three active party members at any point in those games, whereas this yes. one there are six active party members, uh, which is just—it's crazy. Um, so one thing that we actually find from the, I think it's the Japanese website again, there's a lot of information on the battle system there, Yeah, is that it seems like you can only play as these six characters. Um, hmm. So there are other temporary characters we saw across the trailer. So Riku and Manana, uh, Valdi and Zeon were all examples of seventh characters. Yeah. Um Nowhere actually says that they are temporary, but I'm assuming they are. Um, but it doesn't seem like you can ever play as those characters because they don't enter, you know, any of the special weapon systems that we've got going on. Um, yes. But honestly, I'm okay with that. I think it's it a makes sense. worthy sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, and it makes sense. Um, but yeah, six party members. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm really curious to see how the game balances that. Um, it should be fun though absolutely uh, I suppose actually I'm just looking at it now one way that it might be balanced is the fact that at level 32 half the characters don't even have 2000 HP yet at that what point do they sense. normally have that amount of HP Let me... hmm. I, I would not be able to tell you but it would make sense that if you're going to have more characters at a time that would be a way to balance isn't it yeah, I mean, I'm thinking what level do characters normally hit sort of certain amounts of HP? I feel like by level 30 they have way more than that, which maybe this is the way they counteract it, is all the characters have, like, way less HP. Yeah. So, uh, maybe there's that. Um, but yeah, outside of that, in terms of the UI, um, I think it's looking very clean here. I like it. I think it's good. Yes. Um you know, like the blue bar for the health is is looking nice. It's all like the same sort of. Uh, God, I've got to get my GCSE maths in here. <laughs> uh, parallelograms, rhombuses, which one of the two? <laughs> yeah, like I said, it very much seems it's done the Xenoblade Two approach where it's tied to your buttons. Each move is tied to a button, mm-hmm. which makes it nice and easy to quickly access stuff. You don't have to scroll through a bar or try and find the move at the right time. It's always there, ready for you to press. So. Yeah, and I like I like the sort of orangey tilt and everything. It's got that sort of. It's nice, yeah. Yeah, it just visually looks. It it displays a lot of information, but it does it in a way that isn't too overwhelming. Yeah, and there's that screenshot people are posting of like, if you're worried about the UI, look at this yeah. screenshot from Xenoblade Two that has like yeah. overdrive and the blade combos and. Oh everything. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm used to it at the... this point. <laughs> Yeah, with like the character icons on the left, uh, we can glean a bit more information from there. I'm saying that word a lot. Uh, there's a green line, first of all, below the HP, which mm. I think... And there's also a purple line. Now, I have no idea what either of these lines mean. Um, first of all, I think the green line is XP. Because everyone's sense. is about the same, and you don't see it change at all during the battle. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we ever see either of the two lines change during battle, but I, I, I'm guessing green has to be XP because everyone's at the exact same. 
But I have no idea what the purple line means at all, do you? I can only think, is it maybe to do with some sort of special attack? I, I don't think it's to do with the mm. interlink, because we can see that on the UI, where that is. That's right. It's not to do with the interlink or any special attack. So, really. yeah, I guess... Oh, I was going to say, where's the... We, okay, we see the chain attack gauge is on the right side this time, so that's mm. the same thing as well. So, yeah, I... I can only think it's got to be some sort of new mechanic. Maybe it is like an equivalent of a special, of like a special move characters can do of some sort. But maybe I, I, it's got to be a unique mechanic. It's interesting that no one, like in the screenshot that I've got here, everyone's bars are empty except Mio's. Um, I don't know if you see them moving at all in the right in the one I have. Um, Noah, Mio, and Cena, all of theirs are almost full for purple, and right. then. The other three characters have it empty completely. Yeah, so I'm not sure we can glean that, anything from that, but... Well, that makes me think that, again, like, all of them are quite close together in terms of their advancement of whatever that value is. Mm. So I think that it might be something signifying something like class uh, XP or class I was growth. I am going to say that, actually, yeah. If you, if you could do different classes, much like Fire Emblem or something, yeah. Having... Yeah your skills develop in a specific class would make sense. So that may be, but even then I, I, I don't quite understand it, but no. that's all I can think of. Best, um, best shot I've got. <laughs> it's a mystery, yeah. Um, outside of that, we have on the left of their um, pictures, you can tell what uh, role they fill, uh, so attack, defense, or support. Yeah. Um, so that's back. Uh, and that's also like a good way of knowing... I guess who's using what weapon as well is again another thing yeah. we'll get into later. So just a nice indicator. Uh, outside of that, um, the characters often have like shield or buff symbols next to them. Yeah. Um, indicated by blue. Now, I, I, I don't. What do you think they mean? Do you think they mean like buffs or something well, different? I can literally see in the screenshot I've got right now. I can send it over to you. It says it's being used mm -hmm. on someone in the field, and it says attack up. So, oh, oh really? Wait. Oh, Actually, please do, yeah. Oh wait, but there's another one that says evasion up, but they're both the same symbol. Let me, let me send this over to you. Um, I've got like a gallery full of screenshots. So let me just find the specific <laughs> one I had. <laughs> it's the one of a Mordo Blant. So, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, well, I thought at first that it just meant defensive and offensive buffs, but now I'm not so sure. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so. My, I don't know. Actually. So we oh this is a different one, but you can specifically see there's an arrow with evasion up underneath it in the middle of the field. Ah, there is. So that would indicate a buff of sorts. But in this one, you can also see there's the same symbol, but it says attack up. So it seems. So maybe. It... That's my uh, fire alarm. Nothing bad. My my mum has left the door open when she's cooking. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Give it time. All right. Uh, it's actually... I'm still thinking, yeah. What are all the random shields floating about? Because the shields are floating above people's heads. I mean, you'd think that... Yeah, there we go. you think that the shields would just be defense. But... It's... Yeah. the but It's weird because the arrows seem to indicate multiple different things. They do. Yeah, and so... sometimes people have got multiple up arrows. So maybe... Maybe just an up arrow means a buff, yeah, and the but... defense symbol means something completely different? 
Maybe, yeah. Do we, we Maybe don't like see a more defensive than, stance? We don't see more than two defense symbols on the person's profile at a time, do we? Whereas we see multiple no. arrows. So I don't know yeah. what that could mean, but obviously it's some sort of buff supplying to them. Yeah, that that's uh, a bit of confusion there. We have no idea what that could mean, but... Yeah, I mean, if the up arrows are all buffs, then maybe it's something just different, completely different. Yeah. Um, I can't see anything in the gameplay indicating how that changes. Again, maybe we just missed it, but... Yeah, um, could just mean buffs, though. Maybe. It could be. Um, and then also, I guess the last thing for the character UIs is that you can see when they've been inflicted with some statuses, such as uh, Poison and Break are two statuses you can see throughout yes. parts of the trailers. Um, in one of the screenshots you sent me with Taeon, you can see the poison on him. Um, so, you know, that's nice. Again, I think it's fairly clean, straightforward. It does what it should. It's good. Yeah, very reminiscent of past games, sort of. Yeah. And then uh, moving on to the enemy UI, because that's equally as detailed. Um, you know, there's the normal stuff. You've got the HP and the level at the top in the, you know, with the HP bar. Um, one interesting point is that the enemy's name is replaced by an art when the enemy is using an art, uh, which I like. Mm. I think that's quite good. It's a good way of being able to see what art the enemy is about to use. That makes sense, yeah. So, um, you know, that's quite convenient. Um, in the top right of the screen, you can see how many enemies are aggroed. I'm guessing that's how many enemies are in battle right now, that are, like, engaged in battle, not just how many are aggroed onto you. I would imagine so, yeah. So, But that's a really nice indicator, say, if you're, like, surrounded by hordes of enemies, you've got a good idea of what's going on, or if you're wondering if, like, is this enemy actually part of the battle or not? It's mm. nice. Yeah. Um, especially with six party members, I imagine that number may tick up to uh, double digits quite easily. Yeah, <laughs> you might be outnumbered at some point, so I'm expecting. Yeah. Um, there is actually a symbol on the left of the enemy's name, sort of signifying the type of enemy it is. So the Mordo Blant kind of has like a monster symbol next to it. Yeah. The Kevis Soldier has a sort of a soldier symbol. Um, and I think that'll be important for the whatever the equivalent of Orcs cause in, is in this game, for like, you know, Humanoid Hunter, Beast Hunter aquatic hunter you know what i mean mm. but on that note as well i noticed that we don't see any elements so it seems like that is a mechanic that's not coming back ah, good two. point i forgot to mention that yeah um yeah no more elements of any kind which i'm okay with they explored the idea in xenoblade 2 they did it good there they didn't need to bring it back i guess yeah mix up the mechanics each game i'm cool with that there's already enough going on. <laughs> exactly, we don't need elemental combos in this as well, with fusions yeah. and all that crazy shit. <laughs> so, so blade combos are somewhat gone. Yeah. Uh, with elements. Um, however, however, we have learned that uh, break and topple are back. Yes, not only um, those though. And then, yeah, Daze is back. Take but that, not launch. Only that. Wait. We also see launch. We don't see Do smash. We? But I think we can basically assume that Smash Ooh. is in there after launch. So um, so rather than a set route, there's different routes you can take now. Yeah, so rather than, you know, there's no blade combos, but you can choose whether to go down the route of Days or launch. Interesting. Uh, and then Smash. I did not um, notice which... launch in there. That would be... Yeah. 
And you know how I think that you can order your AI party to do that? It's through tactics? the tactics option. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that's purely, you know, that's probably one of the main things it's for, is alongside like, oh, how should the party act? One focus of the big things is, should they focus kind of thing, on yeah. days or launch? Yeah, hmm. yeah. we see, we saw some similar stuff in, um, in Torna specifically, when you hold down Zadel, the entire left bar changed to tactics. So I'm guessing it's going to function much hmm. the same way. Although apparently it never actually worked in that game, fun fact. <laughs> I, that's true. <laughs> Hopefully it works here. <laughs> yeah, that's the dream. Uh, it should be if they've got like the whole thing dedicated to it here. You'd like to um, think so. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. Uh, it's actually a thing that appears in a lot of these types of games. Uh, Nino Kuni springs to mind. Mm. Um, and it is something that should exist, you know, having the tactics, especially with this many party members. Yeah. Um, it's great that you can sort of give them those instructions during battle. That's very convenient. Um, let's see. Status effects are also on the enemy AI, uh, enemy UI, uh, just below the HP bar. You know, mm. you can see what they're being inflicted with. Um, we, whereas the brick topple stuff I should have mentioned is on the left of the UI. Um, yeah. What else do we have? On the right of the UI, occasionally, there are exclamation marks. Uh, we saw a green one and a red one. I suspect the green ones are for enemies that you need to fight in quests, and red is enemies you need to fight in story. That makes sense. Um, I think it's just as simple as that. That's what it's indicating. Maybe it's like indicating unique monsters and bosses, but based on the enemies it's been on, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Um... So yeah, that's cool. Uh, and then the one big thing that I feel like a lot of people have missed is the wings on the enemy icons. Oh yeah. Um, so throughout different enemies that you fight, uh, it seems like these wings grow at, di they're at different levels. So for example, against the Mordo Blunt here, it's at blue, and that is kind of its most tame level, that is the enemy at its base, almost. Um, you also see it against the Brog there. But then as it advances, we see that the wings sort of grow more yellow and orange, and then eventually they grow to red. And then eventually after that, they can grow to being like huge wings that are like red, like bold red, fiery. Even I think the HP bar gets fiery as well. Mm. So what I'm imagining is that that is some kind of an advancement on the enraged system that monsters currently have. That would make sense, yeah. So, kind of as the battle progresses, enemies have triggers that cause them to become more enraged. Or it's possibly just as they lose HP in certain ways they become more enraged. But there's definitely something there that the enemies are going to become more fierce, uh, as indicated by those wings. Which I'm a fan of. I think it's a really cool way of showing how regular enemies are going to get stronger throughout the fight. Yeah. So, it looks cool. Um, like and hey, I, I, I don't have a problem with them expanding upon the enraged system, especially with six party members. It's something that's necessary. Absolutely. Um, one time in one of the battles, we see a timer in the middle of the screen. Uh, I'm assuming that indicates either like a time attack mode, or most likely like a unique monster uh, timer. Right, so. yeah. I don't think it appears in battles normally, but again, something special like that. Mm. Um, and then lastly, uh, when you're targeting an enemy, there's like that red diamond with a circle inside of it on top. 
I'm pretty sure that's what that indicator is. It just tells you who you're currently targeting. Yeah, very similar to the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With as much chaos happening in the battle as there is, <laughs> it's needed. <laughs> Got to have a central focus point. <laughs> um, so that's kind of those bits out of the way. Again, a lot of like the minor UI parts. Hmm. There's then... Um, I mean, you've got the list of notes here. We've got four main topics to still talk about for the battle system. Which Indeed. do you think is best to approach first? <laughs> hmm. Oh, God. Uh, since we're going through stuff on the, on the UI, and um, should we do arts, maybe? Okay, I think classes and arts work best together. So, yeah, let's let's do that. Yep. Um, so, uh, where do we start with this? Um... I guess the functioning of arts. Uh, they seem to function roughly the same as in, well, similar to Xenoblade 2. Every character yes. has three regular arts that operate on a cooldown. I actually didn't check whether they operate on a time cooldown or an auto attack cooldown. I think it's auto attack. Mm. Um, I didn't actually check that. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be hard to find from the trailers, I'm sure, but I'm assuming auto attack. Um, and those are the on the right side of the screen, the top down, the top bottom, and left arts on the right side. Yeah. Um, so those can be used. They, you know, they've got effects uh, like you'd expect for those regular arts. And when you use them, they build up the rightmost art, which normally is like a blade art. But um, here it's just like the special fourth attack. Yeah. Um, so for example, Overclock Buster is one that we see. Belonging to the fighter class of Noah. Yes, seems more like some big one talent art kind of thing, I suppose, in a sense. Yeah, you, pretty much. Yeah. Um, they they do operate on that basis for both games, where you're using the other arts to build it up, and yeah. then that middle art is then used uh, as the big effect. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have um, levels like specials or anything. So. Yeah, no levels there. No levels there. Um, and then relating to that, we should get into classes where it seems as though classes can be swapped around. Everyone can swap their classes with each other. And they swap clothes. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. It's so yeah. funny to me. It's like, you know what it reminds me of? It's like, you know, the, the jokes of like, you know, when you're on a call pretending to be someone, you dress up in their clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like a running joke, like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, phone in to school sick and pretend to be my mum so I'm going to dress up as my mum like that sort of joke <laughs> yeah it's, it's um, not just like they're wearing similar clothing it's like they are wearing their clothing like mate have you got a spare shirt literally in your each other's clothing I guess it's... they've all got like copies and it kind of works <laughs> I'm not against it I think it kind of works <laughs> it's, it's really funny to me but I like it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it looks good um, so that happens uh, that's something that you develop over time uh, again, possibly indicated by the purple bar. I don't know. Um, and what it allows is for you to swap the roles of the classes. So possibly it changes people's stats and whatnot. Uh, it changes their roles. But the most important thing is that it changes their arts that can be used in battle. Yes. And it says that over time, as you hone it, um, again, I'm gleaning a lot of this from the J GP website, mm. um, you can eventually use the arts of multiple classes at the same time. So as you master these different classes and get better at them, you'll be able to mix and match the arts from each class. Yes. 
which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I think it's it's gonna open up a lot of opportunity in terms of like what is the best build for each character. Um, yeah, I know I'm gonna be the 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 psychos are like I'm gonna keep it as it is and not get too confused. At least my first time around. But that's the equivalent cool of that... using only Shulk in Xenoblade 1. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Mate, I used Rex with the first two common blades you get, including the yeah. one Gramps gives you. So I'm a man of <laughs> tradition. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool it you can do seems... it. Yeah. It definitely seems like that might be possible. But to optimise, uh, you know, changing classes and having these best of everything might be the way to go. Yes, um, yeah. So, you know, again, that's something that you develop over time. Um, maybe there's some kind of menu that we get a look at in the future that will show us more about that. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it just says that the free... The, the, it doesn't seem like there's only the free roles of attacker, defense, healer. It seems like every, character's, every character has their own individual arts and individual weapon. We know this because in one of the parts of the scenes, Noah is using a hammer. So he's still an attack type, but he's got completely different arts pertaining to the fact that he's using Cena's hammer. Yeah. So uh, that is going to be a thing where basically you've got six different classes, essentially, and you can choose to mix and match them, uh, which I, uh, I hope that it's good. I, it looks good. Yeah. So I sort of need to know the details of how it works to know more, but it seems good. Also, um, I know this is a minor thing, but if yep. they change costumes with class, I'm guessing that means much like Xenoblade 2, we're not getting customizable gear at any point where you can change your look up all the time. I'm guessing yeah. that's the extent of it. That's the unfortunate truth, is we'll probably yeah. just get this. Until they release some costumes with DLC or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say DLC, absolutely. Where's that Beach Noah? It. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> We know it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to play as Tanuki Taon. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. Um, oh. But yeah, that, that, I think you're right on that. We won't get any new stuff until DLC. Um, yeah. But hey, it's funny, and uh, it's a system that I hope is good. Um, Same. The one final thing to talk about with roles really quick before we go back to talking about arts with that in mind is on the Japanese website, when they're giving... They sort of give like descriptions for each character which we'll go into in a little bit. Um, mm. But they mention that the healer class, like the support, it says they can support launch... Sorry, they support, yeah. And they launch friends who are become incapacitated. They use the word launch for yeah. dead allies. Now, what? Do we just think that's like a mistranslation because I was using Google Translate and it just means revive? I'd imagine it's meant. It's maybe it's like a mistranslation of something like raise, and they translated raise as launch instead of revive, right. or something like that, that. I don't know Japanese. Even with but... that in mind, because I think you're right. I think that's. I agree with you there. Yeah. Does this mean that it, you can only revive allies if you're in the support class? Because that's... why else would it say specifically for the support class that they can revive friends? That because be everyone just... can. You know? Wait, we do we don't see a the chain attack gauge is its own thing. We don't see a party with bars, a party gauge That's with multiple I mean. bars. You're right. Unless that relates to the purple bar somehow. But yeah, I that could definitely be the case. And that would that would definitely be more plausible in a game like this where you have six people at a time. 
so you're likely mm-hmm. going to have at least two support. So it would yeah. make sense as a mechanic here more than it would two or one. But that that will be a big change if that is the case. Yeah, as of right now, we can't see a way that they actually do revive allies, uh, even in the support classes, because we do get a brief look into Uni's moveset. And mm-hmm. even then, she has like no indicator of a revive, even like, in support form. So maybe who knows how they're going to do it? Maybe the purple gauge is like once you build it up, you can use each class's special move. So in like the support class, that's a reviver yeah. character. In the defense class, that's a I don't know, make a character invulnerable for twenty seconds or something. Like maybe there's like each class has a unique ability, and that's maybe what the purple gauge is tied to. That that's only speculation, but. No, Could I think that's a good point. I think that's very possible that it relates to that. Because um, mm. we see an art used by Noah called... Uh, which one is it? It's the one he uses in a chain attack. Brave something, maybe? I don't think I actually have that noted. Uh, uh, oh, oh, no, I uh, don't brave, somewhere here. Brave Assault? That's the one. So maybe that's his one in the purple. Right, yeah. And then, like be. you say, for the supports, it's a revive. Yeah. Maybe. Um, sorry, I'm trying to refresh my throat here. But here's a little fun fact for anyone who's gone through the videos this far: we're recording all of these like one after the other. <laughs> I'm dead inside. <laughs> yeah, and this is the but last one, so it's great. Yeah, I'm, I've really had a blast. Um, yeah. So going back into the arts, it seems that outside of those four you have on the right, you've got some stuff on the left. The leftmost button is interlink, which is the Robros stuff. We'll get into that uh, later. Um, and then you can also have up to three more arts on the left side. Yeah. And you can see some faint orange lines connecting each of those three arts with the three regular arts you have on the right. Oh, yeah. Um, for example, in the plant scene, maximum voltage links to ground beat. Now, I think that there's two possibilities with this, because when in one scene when we see Lanz as an attacker, uh, I notice that he uses one art, I don't know what art he uses, but he uses one, and it uh, uses up the cooldown for the corresponding art on the other side. Mm. So Sword Strike and Giant Swing for Lanz in one scene, uh, you know, one from the left and then one from the right corresponding to each other, the cooldowns of those both reset when he uses an art here. Which means either those two arts are linked and you have to use one and they call and they have like a shared cooldown, or the moves like fuse together. Possible. Yeah. yeah, I think it's actually very possible and it would be very cool, especially with the fusion word up in the on, in the right there, that like you could you basically got a second set of arts on the left there that you can fuse together with the regular arts to have like those extra effects of some kind. The only, you know, that could definitely be the case and I think you might even be right. The first thought that came to my mind, and this could have no basis in any facts, but is, is that like tied to one of your party members moves? And when you use a move, it means that party member uses that move at the same time? In some way? That's the other thing possibly, yes, because um, for example on this screenshot, do you want me to, oh wait, no, you, you're the one who sent me the screenshot. What am I yes. saying? <laughs> uh, um, giant Swing, uh, which we can see Lands having here in attack form. Actually, let's break down what Lands has here um, in this one to use as an example. So Ground Beat is a move that normally belongs to Noah as a sword fighter. So that's a sword fighter specific move. Yes. Uh, the exact same applies for Sword Strike as well. 
Um, and then air slash is one that belongs to lands. Again, that's one that you can see if you translate the Japanese site. Um, he has a move called air slash. That's meant to have aggro... Actually, no, maybe it is a different move. Oh, no, I think Lance has a move called Rising Slash, and there's also Air Slash, God. Right. <laughs> it's so confusing. We're um, getting a lot of callback <laughs> names and moves here, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, but Giant Swing belongs to Cena uh, on the mm. left there. So there's like a lot of things it could imply. But... Um, you know, outside of mixing and matching movesets, it seems like there's some kind of link going on there between other moves as well, whether it's the moves belonging to the other characters, or if they have a shared cooldown, or if they have a shared ability, like where you use both at once as a combo move. We don't know. Yeah. But there is some kind of a link going on between the right side and the left side abilities. It's also worth mentioning that the left side abilities are with the interlink section, which of course is your mm -hmm. link with your other player with your other person so yep. lands and Cena, if they remove the pearls on that side it, it does add up yeah and it's noticed in the scene with Mio where they are 10 levels uh, lower Mio doesn't have any links yeah. on the left side and she cannot fusion the, the option is greyed out meaning that again this is maybe something you unlock in the game uh, that Mio hasn't in that scene yeah, uh, something like that. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot to do with like fusing the moves or something along those lines that we don't know entirely about, but we can see that it's there. Yeah. Um, so make of that what you will. Uh, I suppose then the final thing about arts to go over before we go into interlinking and and chain attacks is I did I did compile all of the moves that we can see. Um, into one mm -hmm. um, and I also using the Japanese site again have gotten some info on the actual classes of the characters themselves right. so I'll go through them really quickly Noah is called a sword fighter that's his class when you wield the sword mm -hmm. um, it says he's well balanced and good at fighting bosses and again I think this is specifically talking about the role not the character Yes, so, and it makes sense for your default class to be a sort of yep. balanced. Yeah, it's good. On the attack side, I'm guessing, but overall balanced, as they say. Yeah. So he has Edge Frost, which is a backup, you know, it's your backslash uh, sword bash. <laughs> um, of course. You've got Ground Beat, which is an AoE move, and Sword Strike, which is a. Uh, it breaks when used from the side, like Air Slash. Is it? No, Air Slash reduces agility. Um, slit Edge. Mm. Slit edge, yeah. um, and then they all you you know build up, and the sword special is overclock buster, which does more damage when the enemy's dazed or gives more days. I'm guessing it's more damage when the enemy's dazed. Yeah. Um, so that's that side of things. Um, he also Noah went in. He has like his other forms, his hammer form, which we see a bit. But we don't need to worry about that. We also I don't think we need to worry about the arts that he has on his left because I think that all of the arts on the left side are just taken from other classes. Yes. So lands next. He is his class is the heavy guard. Um it just says that they're good at drawing in aggro and protecting allies. So it's your classic tank. Physical, mm. defense up, whatever. Um he has rising slash, which is uh, it, it increases aggro, 
Um, and that's all we can really, that's all we know about him actually right now uh, in terms of his unique arts for that role because apart from that we only ever see him played in this demo in his sword fighter form. Yeah. So we don't actually know much else apart from air slash being another move which might not even be part of his repertoire. Exactly. <laughs> he's a little vague but you know, uh, there is that. Um, there is also maximum voltage as a move which I can't see anywhere else so I don't know who that belongs to hmm. um, but unblockable an attack up suggests to me that maybe it's an attacking art yeah um, going on to uni uh, she is the medic gunner as we kind of could tell hmm. um, Her it says that her role for medic gunner is expanding the field and strengthening a wide range of allies. So I'm guessing she has like AOE buffs of sorts. Um, yeah. So her her iconic move, like the the one that they show on the website, is group heal. Uh, so it's just an AOE healing. It's it's heal round, healing heal, or whatever you want to yeah. do. It's that. Um, I'm really curious to see the animation for it and see if it's similar to healing Halo because you know, it's the same weapon type, after all. Hmm. It's the twin rings, so very possible. Um, she also has a move called Myopic Screen, which is a daze attack, apparently. It causes daze. Um, very interesting for the support class to have that. Um, I don't even know if it will do damage, but I guess you could daze with that move. Yeah. Um, and then the last normal one for her is Powering. Which is, uh, it says field attack up. So again, I don't know if that's AoE or it just means all allies. But mm. it's just a direct power buff. Um, and then her special fourth move seems to be a move called Healing Ring, which grants regen to the whole party. Yeah. Um, her, I mean, that's pretty basic for a healer. That's good. I like it. Um, her leftmost arts are ones that we don't recognise anywhere else called Dark Banner which Banner is in B-A-N-N-E-R not uh, you me, Banner yeah, you had me going for a minute there <laughs> although who knows we may see him again I would be surprised if there wasn't one Yeah, <laughs> that'll be part of Riku and Minana's storyline I hope yeah. I pray <laughs> um, but yeah Dark Banner which is an AoE sleep move uh, and Overfall, which grants ether defense down to enemies. Hmm. So I don't know where we'll be getting those moves from. It could be that we get them from the Nopon, because that's the scene where the Nopon appear. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, moving on to... Who's best next? Uh, Mio. Um, her class is called Gale in, in uh, Japanese. But people are highly suspecting it's Zephyr in English. Right. Um, it would make sense to be called Zephyr instead. It's a much nicer sounding name. Um, and it just is a... It's an evasion tank. So it draws in aggro, evades, and then also has a very powerful counter-evade. So... Hmm. Um, I actually... I find it very interesting that with the two main characters here, one of them is a well-rounded fighter... And then the other one is an evasion tank. You never have evasion tanks as the main character. No, that's true, yeah. Usually a later um, edition. Yeah. But, I mean, I like it. 
Um, the four arts there, you've got Butterfly Blade, which increases aggro, or, or sorry, is maybe stronger with high aggro. Mm. Airfang is aggro up. Um, wide Slash is evade using the art, I guess. And then Gemini Strike is one that we actually get to see in action in the trailer. That's her special fourth art that increases both aggro and evasion. So, you know, there's very clearly a, the- a theming going on there with yeah. aggro and evasion. That's all of her arts. Mm. Um, so that's the Zephyr class. We'll see if it's overpowered or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, evasion out. tanks very much go one of two ways, if either very bad or very good. Yeah. Um, Cena is next. Her class is called Crusher in Japanese. People suspect it might be called Shredder in English. Um, and it just says you deal heavy blows with a heavy hammer. Uh, very straightforward. Um, mm. Maybe it'll be like a good shield hammer for once. Yeah. Dear God, it's, it actually happened. Yeah. Um, so the first move there is is a big impact. It's called with front blowdown. Mm. Um, you've also got a move called hammerhead, which is more damage from the side. And then giant swing, which does not knock back. Um, I don't believe we see her special forefart anywhere. Because she has, I think it's Infinity Blade, is the one that we see in Hammer form. Hmm. So it's either, between Infinity Blade and Overclock Buster, I think one of them is the Sword Fighter fourth special move, and one of them is the Shredder fourth special move. Right. I just don't know which is which. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that seems like a very straightforward, pure attacking class. Like, physical attacking, especially. Uh, finally, Tyon, he is the tactician, and tacticians puts enemies to sleep, uh, and nullifies damage by taking place, it says. So I guess just grants, like, you know, one-time defense buffs. Um, Mm. the only thing we know of that class is that it can put enemies to sleep. Uh, we don't even know the name of the move, it's called Tactical Art in Japanese. So... (laughs) Um, I'm assuming that probably Dark Banner and Overfall, the AoE Sleep and the E for Defense Down that we were talking about from Uni earlier, is probably the other two arts of the Tactician. Yeah. Um, It would make so much sense if it was. So that's kind of like a debuffing support class, which is cool. Probably absolutely useless against bosses. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I, I would straight up just guess that it's terrible to have the Tactician in boss fights. Because they'll just be immune to everything. Um, but that is it for all the main characters and their arts. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> there is. It's going to be fun to get to grips with it in quicker time than we yeah. expected. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting because, you know, there are six very clearly defined separate classes here. And yeah. how that combines with the innate abilities of each character. You know, what does each character have unique to them? that differentiates them from the class that they normally have. Yes, that's I mean. true. Yeah. Probably like HP and stuff, but we'll see. Um, we're now left with uh, two points, Matt. And honestly, we could do these in either order. So what would you prefer to talk about? I will leave it to your judgment, Kai. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, chain attacks. Chain attacks are in the game... We see that they're built up like normal, basically, like, you know, Mm. getting special effects off gradually. 
Um, but it's like a dial-up now, like a sphere, which is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, no more bars. So, yeah, you activate the chain attack, and uh, the chain attack has a damage multiplier, as you do. Um, and then there's a couple different things to look at on the screen of that. So first is we see a completion bonus. So for Noah, it's attacks gain 70% chance to buy de bypass defense in chain attack. I'm guessing maybe that completion bonus is... I don't know. Because it's called a completion bonus, so you think, oh, that's the bonus you get at the end of the chain attack. But it says the attacks gain yeah. a 70% chance to bypass defense in the chain attack. So I don't know what that means. Maybe you can beat it, it, you can unlock it at a certain point in the chain attack and then it applies to the rest of the chain attack I would imagine is the best I can think of Oh, that's a good point because this is another thing to get onto is all the characters have like a number on them and it seems you can activate the character's attacks in any order hmm. so maybe that's right, is when you use that character's attacks and nowhere in this instance you gain that hmm, yeah, okay um, we also notice that there's a big attack done at the end of the chain attack called Brave Assault. Um, and I'm suspecting that this is done when the tactical gauge reaches maybe 100%. Yeah. Uh, now the tactical gauge is something that's going to be... That, that's very important for chain attacks in this game. It's your equivalent of continuing the chain attack colour in Xenoblade 1 or keeping uh, the orbs broken yeah. in Xenoblade 2. Right, yeah. So, uh, the the tactical points gauge, also known as the TP gauge, starts at zero. Mm. And I was very confused the first couple of times watching this through, because I was looking at it and going, what the hell is TP? Yeah. Is there TP in this game, like, you know, in, in like regular attacks? It took me a while to realise it was tactical points. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so each character has a number corresponding to them, from 15 to 35 in the trailer. And when they are chosen to attack, that number is added to the uh, gauge. Mm. So we see, I think Mio attacks with like 20 or 25, and that is added to the gauge. Um, so that is the main way of adding to this gauge, to make it reach 100 or beyond. However, there are other factors that will increase uh, the tactical gauge by smaller increments too. Um, so roll match is plus 10. I don't really know what that means, but that that's activated. Um, we have force match plus 5. I don't know what that means. Um, something to do with the role of the classes again, I suspect. Uh, and then finally is, there's a lot of plus 1s we see. We see them 4. I'll list these out because we don't need to go into detail. Yeah. Affinity, Fusion, Full Health, Roll Consistency, Lowest TP, Hero, Increased Effect. They all give plus one. So I guess those are just like little subtle things that you don't actually need to worry about during the chain attacks that help build up the gauge. Mm. Um, hero is an odd one, but outside of that it's just what you'd expect really. Um, so it seems to be that when that gauge reaches 100% or possibly more, that's when you unleash the special final attack. Um, yeah. Makes so sense. basically, chain, chain attacks are now math! Uh, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> uh, 
I mean, it is if you have to add up to specifically 100, but I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting how it works in gameplay. I think it's one of those things where it's hard to... Like, if you look at Xenoblade 2's orb system, you try to Mm -hmm. look at it and explain it to someone, and they're going to be like, I do not understand any of this. But yeah, exactly. When you get it and you start practically playing, you have to sort of play around with a bit for yourself to fully understand it, and then it sort of clicks mm-hmm. with you. And that's probably going to be the same case here, I'd imagine. Yeah, that's chain attacks in a nutshell. As well, have yeah. to go and understand <laughs> this over time. All the different things be like, okay, I need to make sure that my chain attacks are actually working. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's all we really get from chain attacks. You know, it's cool that they've made it original again in this game while also being mm. what you'd like from Chain Attacks True. Um, it's very cool how they've kept this concept through all the games definitely, we wouldn't um, be Xenobate about them so yeah, but that's really it on that front uh, we have one more gameplay point to talk about now unless I've forgotten something <laughs> uh, and that is Interlink and the Ouroboros forms in battle so, right We've of course talked about the forms in in a, for their story purposes, um, in the other video. We've already covered that, but we actually get to see uh, kind of all three of them in in play here. Um, so we see that uh, the Ouroboros gauge is something that's built up over time. You know, basically instead of the party gauge, mm. in a way. Um, and it seems like it it's either going to be built up by using arts and just playing normally, or it's built up by using that one special art that's used. But I think the Ouroboros gauge is just built up naturally. Yeah. Um, so, starts at level zero, and you increase it to become stronger through battle, I'm guessing just by using arts. Mm. Um, and during that form, the UI for those two characters is replaced by a gauge, uh, and even HP has gone from that gauge. Um, and instead you're left with just like an ominous warning symbol. So what do you think yeah. that could be? I guess it's that to do with the overheating, I'd imagine. Because mm-hmm. it specifically mentions when you go onto the website, I think it was, that uh, this whole thing is limited by it can overheat. And seeing yep. as the warning symbol, that pretty much adds up. Yeah, I think that too. It's that, you know, it's maybe on like a, either a timer or how much mm. you do in battle. And it reaches a certain point where you have to switch back to your normal form, otherwise there's going to be problems. Yeah. Um, in fact, maybe it's possible, like we say, that that's what the purple gauge means, is that it's telling you in the background what that warning level is at for the characters, but it doesn't match up because hmm. the interlinked characters don't have the same... Nah, never mind, that's a false theory. <laughs> but maybe it's related to the interlink somehow? I don't it know. It could be. <laughs> um, Definitely possible. Yeah. Um, Not just a colour scheme. <laughs> um, it definitely, yeah, seems like though it's all about timing with this. Is that you need to know when it's <coughs> best to bring them into battle, and then when it's best when you're able to pull them out. Yes. Um, I do wonder what the repercussions will be. Maybe it, maybe it just straight up kills you. Maybe it damages your entire party. Or I think it might just straight up kill you. I, I think. Really. Yeah. It could even just end like not just you. It could just end. Kill battle? everyone. It could. Yeah, it could just be like an That would be loose. insane. I don't know if that is something they would do, but that would be a... a it would big, be extreme. <laughs> yeah, a big risk. Of, if they want to make it risk of a world and make it feel intense with the story as well, 
Mm. That would be. I, mean, I don't think maybe they wouldn't do quite that, but I think that would be interesting. I do think there'll be strong repercussions, like you say. Though I think it would yeah. just be those two characters faint, which is of course detrimental to the yes. team. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's a huge thing. Um, as for the actual arts, we get to see the arts of the Euroboros for Noah and Mio. So we see they have Phantom Slash, which it says breaks all at level 3, meaning that, of course, we know the interlink is going to build up in level as you use it. Yes. Uh, within each individual battle. Um, so it seems that there's like certain requirements of like when you reach this level, it will break all of the enemies. So it sort of encourages you to build it up, which is nice. Yeah. Um, they, they have Bounding End which is AoE and has a chance to annul a guard, so that's cool. Um, and then Unison Strike, which is a high crit rate and has multiple hits. We actually see this one in action. I have a sneaking suspicion that Unison Strike here is going to become overpowered because it's multi-hit and high crit rate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, you can use all three of those arts, much like the regular arts, to build up their special one, which is Mega Spinning Edge, which is AoE and can pierce. So and we thought Double Spinning Edge wasn't obnoxious enough. They had to make it worse. <laughs> That's the bit I found funny, the fact they call it Mega <laughs> Spinning Edge. It, oh, yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Um, so that's that side of things. We also see the arts of Uni and Taeon. So we mm. see that they have Ether Collider, Days All at level 3, Typhoon Field, AoE heal on when, it, when hit. So I think it heals all allies when it hits. Yeah. Uh, Raptor Raid, which is AoE, Accuracy Down, and Evade while attacking. Hmm. And then their special is Sacred Cannon, which is AoE, Unblockable, and then another word I don't recognise. It says Moabius pl Up. Huh. I, Moabius might be the name of one of the Ouroboruses. When I googled it, it just came up with like a French cartoonist. <laughs> I doubt so, it's related to that. <laughs> I mean, you know, we never know, but that's all I could really see. Yeah, I'd so, imagine it's related to either, yeah, one of the other forms, or it's like a mechanic. Maybe it's what the purple gauge is that we don't know yet. Yeah, maybe it's the name of a gimmick. Yeah, but it's odd. Um, and honestly, that's all we really have on the interlink, apart from just they are mega buffed versions of the characters combined. Yeah, it's it's cool to see what this game's new gameplay, you know, big mechanic is that changes things up. And mm -hmm. I think they definitely found something that's going to be really interesting in how you use it, especially as we learn more about it. There's still so much we don't know at the current time, but I'm sure yeah, we're going to be finding out. Learn. Yeah. Um, I guess one final thing in gameplay is, uh, of course, we have covered everything now. But we've not seen menus yet, and I'm a big menu fan, so <laughs> I want to learn about equipment and whatnot, but I guess we haven't yet. Give it time. We're <laughs> now that we know the game's so close to release, we are going to be getting new information pretty regularly, I'd imagine. So, mm -hmm. but um, yeah. Maybe even like a big E3 Direct. I know there's no E3, but E3 equivalent Direct will probably be the final blowout on the game. It'll be like a month before it releases, so... It may even get a focus in the next Nintendo Direct. Who knows? Wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. So, yeah. ready for a treat. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, well, three hours later, that's everything. <laughs> that is everything. For so... a three-minute video, can I add? <laughs> uh, 
for something called the release date trailer, there was a lot more than the release date there, let me tell you. It really, really was. <laughs> oh my god, I'm exasperated. Uh, yes, but thank you. Thank you for sticking through these videos. And whichever ones you checked out, all of them, one of them, we appreciate it either way. And yeah, please stick around us for more more um, deep dives and analysis on future Xenoblade content. Maybe not to this degree, but there'll be more <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, and countless discussions, I'm sure. Oh yes, especially once the game comes out, we'll be talking a lot about it. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, until then, just make sure to check us out. You can check Kai out on his Twitch channel, which I'll link in the description below. You can check out our graphic designer, Sam, who I will um, put a link to. He does all of the thumbnail and logo. He's a, in, in overdrive at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, just thank you, you guys for watching. And yes. we'll see you guys in the next video. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye.